we are going to uh, pick up our messages that we've been looking at. And we've been in the book of Philippians and just looking at the source of our joy, that, that even in the midst of storms and valleys, uh, for in Paul's case, in the case of prison, that we can have joy, that the principles of what God is doing uh, can fill our hearts, and that if we get focused on the right things, and if we begin to think on these things and begin to uh, follow these principles, um, we can be filled with joy, and we can be a source of joy for others. And uh, so uh, hopefully these have been leading you uh, in, in a walk that is closer to the Lord, that is filled with more life and joy than what you've ever had before. And so we want to pick it up today. Um, in Philippians chapter 1, uh, we're getting towards the end, but we're not there. Um, but we're going to pick it up and we're going to go back a little bit and we're going to start in verse uh, uh, 21. So Philippians chapter 1, verse 21. Paul says, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet which will I choose, I cannot tell. I am hard-pressed between the two because my desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. And convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you for your prog progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. In this verse, last week we talked about that Paul's desire, even though he wanted to just give up and go to be with Jesus, that was his desire. He said, you know what, it's easy for me to say that, that God, just take me. I'm tired, I'm, I'm tired, I'm exhausted of the fight. But he said, but I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to go on. Why? Because I want to be a part of your progress and joy. And last week we talked about that, that, that joy comes in being a part of, of seeing others grow in the Lord, get closer to the Lord, progress in the Lord, even as we grow in the Lord. And there is joy uh, in growing through hard times, uh, because when hard times come, uh, they are not always a, a negative, but many times they are an opportunity to grow in the Lord. And when we grow in the Lord, there is more source for joy. Our roots go deeper, and therefore we tap into even more joy that God has for us. And, and so he said, this is why I, I know I'm going to stay and I'm going to work for you, to see you uh, uh, progress in the gospel, to progress and grow in Christ. But he says uh, in, in uh, the verse that we're looking at uh, today, in verse 26, he says, so that you're going to grow in the Lord so that you may have ample cause to glory in Christ. So the whole purpose of growing in the Lord, it's not just so that we get better. Paul says, that as you grow in the Lord, it is so that you may have abundance reason to glory in Christ. Now, let me read a couple different uh, versions of this because we're going to look at that word. What does it mean to glory in Christ? 
So Paul says, I get, I, 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 I am just excited. He says, I am rejoicing uh, in the fact that as we all grow, we are going to have even more reasons to glory in Christ. And when I glory in Christ, that's where joy comes from. Uh, there, there is a joy that fills me when I have a reason to glory in Christ. So what is that? There's another, uh, it, it's, it's put in some different ways. So in the NIV, this is what that verse says. So that through my being with you again, your joy in Christ Jesus will overflow. So in this, he says that glorying in Christ, another way to put it is that your joy in Christ overflows. Um, in the King James Version, it says this, so that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ. That your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ. So there's this, this vision of rejoicing in Christ Jesus. Uh, so we have glorying in Christ, we have joy overflowing in Christ. We have rejoicing in Christ. I love this one. Now, this is from the complete Jewish Bible. It's a Jewish uh, um, translation. And it says this, Then, through my being with you again, you will have even greater reason for boasting about the Messiah. I love that. Paul says, I am excited because when I come to you again, we're going to have even more reason to boast about the Messiah. And this boasting is going to abound. In fact, uh, there are other translations that, that uses the same uh, word in Young's literal translation. It says this, that your boasting may abound in Christ Jesus. In the New Revised Standard Version, it says, so that I may share abundantly in your boasting in Jesus Christ. So Paul says there is joy when we learn to boast in Jesus Christ. So this concept of boasting in Jesus Christ is what Paul is excited about. So what does it mean? What does it mean to boast in Jesus? What does it mean to glory in Jesus? What does it mean to rejoice in him, to have our joy overflowing in him? In the Amplified Version, it says, so that you may have abundant cause for exaltation in Christ Jesus. What does it mean to exult in Christ Jesus? Um, well, there's three main ideas that all of those words kind of go around. The first word is one of the words that it says that, that to boast in Christ means to rejoice. Now, what does it mean to rejoice? To rejoice in something means that I find personal joy when I think about this subject. Uh, in other words, um, no matter what I'm going through, when I feel alone, when I feel worried, when I just feel upset, you know what? I stop and I think about Jesus. And as I think about Jesus, it just gives me a sparkle, uh, a flicker of joy when I think about him. I rejoice in him. Um, to rejoice in something means to find contentment in it, means to find uh, meaning in it, uh, peace in it. In other words, there's this, this object or this thing that you rejoice in, and the reason you rejoice in it is because it pleases you. So here's a question. 
Does Jesus please you? Are you pleased when you think of Jesus? Some of us are not. Some of us, Jesus is just another thought. It's something I believe in. I believe in Jesus. I follow Jesus. But we have not really let it become a source of rejoicing. And Paul says you will never joy, you will never have joy in your life if you do not rejoice in the right thing. Um, uh, see, we can rejoice in other things. Many things, what pleases us is a sporting event, and we rejoice in that. Um, uh, we rejoice in a new car. Uh, we rejoice in uh, uh, music. You know, we just love music going to, uh, you know, to, to concerts and stuff. We rejoice in friends. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when we put our, our joy and our pleasure in those things, that, that pleasure is unbound. In other words, it can be easily stolen. In fact, it will be stolen and it will come to an end. So he's saying when we rejoice in Christ, when, when he pleases us, you see, nothing can separate us from the love of God. If you will find pleasure in Christ, then you will find an unending source of joy. It can never be taken away. It cannot be crushed. If we're going to choose to rejoice in things of this earth, um, we, are, we are eventually going to be disappointed. We are going uh, to be uh, uh, found empty. We are going to be regretful because it won't last. And it will always let us down. Uh, events come and then they go. But Jesus, so this idea of rejoicing in Jesus means that, that I rejoice in Jesus because he gives me pleasure. When I think about him, it, it just pleases me. The second reason, what does it mean to boast in Jesus? And that is to value something. When you boast in something, it is because something is important to you. Not necessarily the, the personal pleasure but the value that you find in it. Um, uh, this is kind of like something that we protect uh, because we value it. And, and at that point, we might boast in our family because they are important to us and, they, and we value them. And it, it probably is both. It pleases us and we value it. It's like a new car. When you get that new car, all of a sudden you don't let anyone get close to it. When you park, some of you, I, I've seen it, you park in the far part of the parking lot so no one comes close, or you'll cover two parking spaces. So no, You know what that is? You're boasting in that. Look at my car. Look how valuable. I love this car because it's valuable to me. Um, and, and it is when you take pride in it. In, in some of the translations, it said when you take pride in Christ. You see, there's joy. And Think about this. Whenever you're rejoicing in something or when you're valuing something, there is always a, a good feeling that comes with that. In the middle of that value and in the middle of that rejoicing, um, it pushes some of the negative things away and you have joy during that time of rejoicing or during that time of valuing or, or taking pride in that thing. But again, if you take pride in things that are of this earth, your value uh, is not going to last. Whereas when we value Christ, when you not only take pleasure in him, but when you realize the surpassing value of Christ, when you realize how important it is that you 
yourself are invited to be personally in fellowship with Jesus. That is, that is a, a, a gift without value. Um, uh, to realize that I am a son of God. When you begin to realize that value and you boast in it, there's a pride that comes up. This is the type of pride that is not a negative pride. God does not push away this type. When you take pride in God, uh, you will not be destroyed. Um, when we uh, stop being prideful in ourselves and begin to be prideful in God and boast in him, then there is joy. Because when we value who Christ is, you know what? There's a joy that I don't care what is happening to me. Jesus is more important than my job. Jesus is more important than the time that I get to spend with friends. Jesus is more important than that. And when he is more important than those things, then there is a joy when we begin to embrace that and make it part of our life. Now, the third thing is not only is there an internal pleasure and an, an outward valuing, which, which many times shows up in our priorities and, and our scheduling and what we spend our money on. But the third thing is to boast in something. Um, the, the word there that we talked about in the Amplified Version is to exult in something. And when you exult in something, when you boast about something, usually it's not just an interior boast, but you, you have to tell someone. It is an exclamation. So the third type of boasting is when we, we, we exclaim it. And the word there uh, is to kind of bubble over with excitement. When you boast about something, you know what? You put the bumper sticker on your car. My child was student of the month at such and such school. You know what that is? That's exclaiming so that other people see how proud I am of my child. And I'm boasting of my child. You see, it is when we exclaim. Um, like right now, I can, I can boast about my team. I usually can't do that too often, but the Padres are doing great right now. And so I can boast about them. It is Slam Diego. And uh, uh, our players are, are, are doing great. If it wasn't for the Dodgers, we'd be top team, of course. But that's okay. But I can exclaim that. And I can tell other people about it. And I can talk about it because I am uh, uh, boastful uh, of, of this fact. But if that's all I'm boastful of, you know what? There's going to come another year when my team will probably be back down at the bottom again. And so if my whole hope and joy is based on boasting on, on the San Diego Padres, it's good for the moment, but it's not going to last. And probably come this October, it, it probably won't last again if we lose in the playoffs and we're done. Then it was over with. But here's the thing. If we begin to boast in Christ, when we begin to overflow by, let me tell you what my, my, my Savior has done for me. Let me tell you what Jesus, man, I was reading the Bible and this was just sweet, man. It just hit my heart. When you begin to boast in the Lord, I'm going to tell you, you will find that when you begin to exclaim and share your love for God, it's the opposite effect as when you complain. You see, boasting is the opposite of complaining. And when you complain, I'm going to tell you, you know what grows up in your heart? A, a, a sense of bitterness, a sense of discontentment. If you look at all complainers, they're always unhappy. Because the more you complain, it just builds up 
this dissatisfaction. The opposite of that is boasting. So instead of complaining, let's boast in the Lord. Because when you boast, the opposite thing happens. Joy builds up. All of a sudden, you feel kind of good about yourself. Even though you're not boasting about yourself, I'm boasting about someone else. But while I'm talking about my padres, I feel good. All of a sudden, the cares of this world kind of lift a little bit. And when you boast about Jesus, it's going to be even better. When you begin to let Jesus overflow within you, I'm telling you, it will make you feel better. It will make you healthier. And it has been proven. People that, that talk about Jesus, that, that boast in the Lord, that are witnesses, are happier, healthier, more successful. Because when you're boasting about something, you have less time to worry about other things, to complain about things, and therefore it pushes those thoughts aside. So Paul is saying, how much more joyful can we be to boast about Christ? Now Paul himself, he says this, this is what he says. He says, you know what, of all people, I have a lot of things that I can boast about. Two things in particular, first of all, in the things of the earth, I can boast. He says, I can boast just about who I am. I was a Jew of the Jew. I was born into a family uh, that uh, uh, were, were top Pharisees that had a, a good reputation. Uh, I could have boasted of my education. I was educated by one of the top rabbis. And in fact, I moved up the ranks to where I was in a position of power. He said, I could have boasted about my success in the world. I, I got so high that I was even given the, the great uh, uh, responsibility of persecuting the church, which the Jews at that time saw as a, uh, uh, a heresy. So he could have boasted of those things, but he says, I'm not going to boast because those things don't mean anything. But not only the physical earthly things, the status and the reputation, but he says, I could have boasted about spiritual things. He says, I could boast about... Um, uh, being lifted up in the law, that I followed the law. I was blameless. Um, I was righteous. I, I served God with all my heart. And in fact, even when I came to Christ, I could boast about that. He says, I could boast I've had visions of Christ. Um, he talks about a, a person that has been lifted into the presence of Christ. And many people think that he is talking about himself. He says, I could boast about spiritual knowledge that God has given me. But he says, I don't boast about these things. The only thing I boast about myself is my infirmities. But what I boast about is Jesus Christ. So Paul says, don't boast about the things of the world. Don't boast about the things of the spirit. The only thing we have to boast about is Jesus Christ. Let's boast about Jesus. We don't deserve boasting. And we don't even need to boast on one another. We need to boast on Jesus because Jesus is the reason I am who I am. Everything that, was, that I have achieved is because of Jesus. So let's boast about Jesus. So why does he boast about Jesus? Real quick, I want to just look at a, a couple scriptures because I think this is so key. And I want to encourage you. There is a reason to boast. You might be saying, I mean, yeah, Jesus saved me and I'm glad I'm forgiven, but you know, I don't really feel excited about that. I want to give you some reasons. And I, you need to really let it sink in what they mean. 
See, many times the reasons that we have to boast is because we, we are uh, not really thinking of our real situation. The first thing in Colossians chapter 1, verse 21 says this, once you were alienated from God and you were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through his death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. You know what? Can you boast that you are forgiven? You are free from accusation. You are welcomed into the very presence of God. I didn't deserve it, but Jesus, Jesus brought me to the Father. You know what? It, it's like getting an invitation to go and, and be with someone that you admire, that you look up to. How would you feel? There would be a, an excitement um, uh, to, I, I'm going to go have dinner you know, with, with my, my favorite entertainer or my favorite singer. I'm going to be able to, to spend a day just be with them. That would be exciting. And, and you would begin to boast to others. And especially you would boast why you like them. Jesus has brought us into the presence of the, the very creator of the universe. We have been invited into the presence of God. And to do that, he has forgiven us. He has cleansed us from all of our faults. We are free. Can we boast that Jesus has freed us? He has freed us from guilt. He has freed us from shame. He has freed us from all of our failures that we are ashamed of. And he has brought us into the very presence of God. And you may not feel that now, but there is now no fear of death because death is just a transition into the greatest life that we will ever experience in the very presence of God forever. And so we have been reconciled through Jesus, but it's all because of Jesus. So we can boast in Jesus. Jesus has set me free. Jesus has brought me into the presence of God forever. But not only that, but when he forgave us, you know what he also did? He chose us. He gave us a purpose. He didn't just clean us up and send us on our way. Okay, don't get in trouble again. I'll have to come rescue you again. No, no, no. I boast in Jesus because here's what he did. He chose me to be his representative. He gave me a job. He saw me as something valuable for him. Not just something to, to clean up and, and fix. I'm not just a project for Jesus. He saw you and he saw me as someone that he wants to use. Not someone that he can use, but he wants to use you. In fact, it says in 2 Corinthians, um, it says this. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation so that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting their sins against them. And he has given us this message of reconciliation. 
We, therefore, are Christ's ambassadors, as though God was making his appeal through us. In other words, God's saying, who's going to tell everyone about this great news? I want you to go tell them. You want me to tell them, God? Yeah, I want you to tell them. You're the perfect person to go and be my representative. You see, I'm going to be boastful. This guy chose me. Out of all the people, he thinks I'm the best for his job. Think again of, of that person that you look up to. What if that person was to chose you? I want you to be my personal ex- assistant. Really? I would be boasting others. Hey, you know who I work for? I work for such and such. I'm the personal representative of this person. See, we boast on that. And yet that is what Jesus has done for us. He has given us purpose because he has chosen us. It's like an NFL team. You were drafted by him. When, when his pick came up, he chose you. That is a reason of joy. That is a reason of pride. And even more so if it was your favorite team that picked you. You know, I feel for these, these players that get drafted by a team that maybe was uh, one that they grew up hating. Uh, oh, man. I mean, it would be great to play, but to play for that team. But yet when your favorite team uh, drafted you, man, I would be boasting. You know, I, I always wanted to play baseball. Um, and that was my dream to, to play baseball. And if I would have been drafted by the Padres, I would be, I'm playing for the Padres. I got picked by the Padres. But here's something even greater to boast for. I am working for God and he chose me. And, and I, I am boasting on my savior who chose me. Uh, and it's not about me, but it's about him who chose me. And so you need to understand that you have a purpose. And it's not just to be chosen, but because of that, while I'm boasting on him, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do the job that he has given me. And I'm going to represent him with pride and with joy because I realize that he has given me a purpose and a reason for being. In other words, it's kind of like I'm a child and my father has chosen me to run the family business. He said, I'm going to leave it to you. You do it. And here's the thing. It's, he's left it to all of us. You are just as important as I am. He's chosen you to do your part where you are, just as he's chosen me. The third thing in Acts chapter 1, this is what Jesus said. He said, wait in Jerusalem because you, Acts 1, 8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and to all the ends of the earth. Not only does he give me a job, but he says, no, 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 wait. You don't just have to go do a job. I'm going to give you power to do it. In other words, I'm going to fill you with the ability that you didn't have before. You're going to be an all-star now. Not because of your ability, but I'm going to give you my spirit. My very power is going to be in you. You're going to put your spirit in me, Jesus? He says, yes, I'm going to boast about that. I boast not that I could do it, but I boast that, man, did you see me do that? That wasn't me. That was the spirit. God gave me the power to do it. So I boast in the spirit because he has given me power to overcome. When I struggle with temptations, you know what? The only reason I can get through it is because the spirit of God. Jesus wants to give you power. So we need to boast in the power that Jesus gives us. Uh, uh, it's, it's like you would come to live in me. And Jesus says, yes, I want to empower you. I want you to have my power. 
this precious power that I have, I'm going to let you use it because you are valuable to me. Well, not only that, but here's the thing. I love this. Um, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 9, it says this, And he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times have reached fulfillment, to bring all things in heaven and earth together under one head, even Christ. And in him we also were chosen, having been, been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. And you who were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of salvation. In other words, he has given us new life. It says that this mystery is that he was bringing everything back together of all creation. Uh, in heaven and in earth, he was bringing it all back together to recreate it. And he has included us in that new creation. In fact, we know it in 2 Corinthians, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Here's a great thing. God has given us a new start. I'm going to boast in Jesus because you know what? The biggest thing that we long for at times is a do-over, right? Have you ever, man, if I could just have a do-over, God has given you the greatest do-over. No matter where you are, God says, that's all right. Start right now. Do it over. I choose you. I'm going to make you fresh, fresh and new. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old things have passed away. He says, I'm going to give you a new start. Praise God. I'm going to boast in Jesus who gave me a fresh start. I know other people may, may remember me how I was, and that's hard because they, when they see me, they, they see uh, the anger and the temper. But thank God, Jesus has given me a new heart and a new start. And I can now try and reflect that to others to show them that I am not the same person that I was, but it's all because of Jesus. So I boast in Jesus. And as I begin to boast in Jesus and let them know what he did for me, he can do that for them. And as I boast on Jesus, it lifts me up in his joy. Last thing. And the greatest thing that we have to boast for. And that is the hope that we have in Christ. Jesus, as he was leaving, before he was crucified, John chapter 14, verse 1. I love this promise. Jesus said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I am going to prepare a place for you. But if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that where I am, you may be also. You know what I boast in? I ain't living here all my life. I have a better place that I'm going to spend eternity in. I boast in the Lord Jesus who has given me a hope uh, that there is an inheritance and there is a new life that he has prepared for me and he's coming back for me. 
I think he may be coming back for me very soon. And if you will trust in him and begin to boast in Jesus and to begin to put all your pride in Jesus, begin to value Jesus, begin to rejoice in Jesus, I'm going to tell you, you have the same hope. And it's not a hope like I wish for. It's a hope as in it's in stone and we're just waiting for it. And so I boast in Jesus who has prepared for me an eternity of joy and life in the greatest new creation that we can ever imagine. So I want to ask you, what are you boasting in? What pleases you? What's important to you? What do you bubble over about? What gets you excited? Paul said, what gives me joy to keep going is that I look forward to coming and being with you so that we can boast and may it abound in Christ Jesus that our boasting will abound in Jesus. We have a lot to boast about in Jesus. So will you take pride in Jesus? Will you begin to be pleased in Jesus? Will you find your joy in the boasting, in the glorying in Christ? I will glory in Christ. I, when people look at me, I say, no, look at my father. Take joy in him. When you're lonely, when you're hurt, begin to think about what Jesus has for you, that Jesus is with you. In that moment, you can boast in Jesus because no matter how hurt you are, God has something coming for you. There is a plan that you're not gonna stay there forever. And just begin to think about it. I know as a kid, uh, when I knew summer vacation was coming up and Sometimes I was tired of school. At night, I would lay in my bed and just think about summer coming, what I was going to do in summer. And sometimes that would get me through the night because I was just dreaming about what was coming. Okay, just a few more days, a few more weeks, and, and summer's coming. Can I tell you right now? We can begin to encourage ourselves with these words. Just a few more days, just a few more weeks. It might be a few more years, but Jesus is coming. And I'm going to boast in Jesus. And I'm going to exult in Jesus. I'm going to glory in Jesus. I'm going to let everything I do reflect on how great my God is. And when you begin to boast in Jesus, I'm going to tell you, it will push the criticism, the complaining away. And in fact, I wouldn't even get into arguments with people anymore. As soon as you begin to open up your, your uh, Facebook and see all the, the comments, don't comment back on that. Begin to boast about Jesus. Well, I don't care what you think about that, but can I just tell you, man, Jesus is just good for me. When you begin to just focus on Jesus, it put, we don't even need to worry about all the other stuff because everything else fades away. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I don't care about all the politics. I don't care about the economy. I don't care about all those other things. I'm going to boast in Jesus. And if you will do that, we together will have a source of joy every day of our life. Let's pray.